This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, December the 7th, 2021, episode 360. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. You can visit my website, nickcraig.com, to check out my daily political antics and download the Wilmington's Morning News podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check out our infamous website, infectionpodcast.com as we approach ever closer to the holiday season my pleasure to welcome back as always brian with an eye aldridge sporting a very snazzy shirt there brian what you got i know very rare this is my h1z1 shirt and this is actually we couldn't get so remember the beauty of this we could never get swag from the actual vendor they would come on our show but we couldn't get them to give us anything. You know, so we had viewers gave us this anything. Was from Land Gun. Yeah. Well, until we cornered, until you cornered them in a No, they still didn't give convention. us anything. Yeah, they gave, they yeah, gave we, us those remember, stupid we got free skins. Or pins or whatever. Oh, yeah. They gave yeah. us those stupid pins and then gave <laughs> us some like code giveaway things. Yeah. They never sent us yeah. hats, merch. We were the, oh, we, we no. literally did a podcast based on the game. To hell with Daybreak and everybody involved. Those people. I know, suck. and half their employees in the beginning listened to it on a regular basis, yeah. And, yeah. and until they were not told they're not allowed to anymore. Uh, and then, it, yeah, just it's crazy. It was what a crazy adventure. Anyway, <laughs> hi Brian. That that was H one Z one. Let's go to go. If you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gavin Parlor, and then my blog biteoftech.com. Uh, but go to our website. Go to infectionpodcast.com and join our server on Discord. Because if you go to Discord, we have. A bunch of channels, ones for news, uh, for games, ARC, and various games that are people are playing. Uh, so it's, it's where you can communicate with us. If you're looking to meet other people that listen to the podcast or you want to get a message to us, uh, jump into there, and that's the easiest and best way to get a hold of us. In there, there is a news channel. So if you think there's a game that we're missing or a topic that we need to be discussing, that jump in there, put a link to it, and we review those before the live shows. So if there's something you think is relevant, uh, that's the perfect place to put that. Uh, if you uh, want to see the video forms of the podcast, we've got Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. And we do a lot of those live during the show. And then some of those have recordings after the fact as well. Uh, we have the the uh, pre and post shows. We have some examples of those on the podcast extra channel if you want to ever check those out. And then the audio forms at the lower right. And those are for whatever platform device. It could be a web-based, all kinds of things that you can use. But that'll get you the after the show recordings uh of the show so uh just remember that we do not do audio only live but if you are going to be listening after the fact we will by then have the show notes up and then you can follow along as you listen uh and th- we have links to articles of uh, your pds whatever it is that we need to reference to discuss certain topics we've got all those links that we reference and so it's an ex- excellent resource if you're looking to uh, to listen uh other than that if you want to support us we've got support option up top of the menu and then uh, infectionpodcast.com forward slash support prime gaming subs humble bundle lots of ways you can support us uh and if you do that's all going hopefully to a convention or something that's podcast related next year yes sir and i want to thank our man our friend green man cartoons who we haven't seen in a couple of years for hitting us up with the resubscription here on twitch brian 46 months that is an incalculable amount of time you can't yeah. even begin to understand how long know, it's, ridiculous. Time that is. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. incalculable so uh thank you green man for the support and hopefully we will uh see you here this upcoming year 
for uh, I know. some sort of a Once they let you back con. into the States. Infection yeah. con. Infect your friends. Hey, hopefully next year. Ho- hopefully we, people can fly, and it's not the state where the, nobody can fly. Well, it's not even that. It's just what convention will allow degenerates like yeah, us. Yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, who, who will allow us to enter. Yeah, precisely. So. Um, all right, Brian. So as we approach this time of year, as always, things start to normally wind down, but we have got a freaking yeah. boatload of news all crammed into the next yeah. hour or so. So uh, let's jump into it. Where do we start? There is so much stuff all over the place. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, let's uh, let's start with something kind of light. You may have noticed if you're playing a, one of the big popular games that there were some issues with online play today. Yes. Uh, and there was AWS had an outage this morning. And so a lot of those went down. So if you happen to, happen to notice that, there were some articles about it uh, and if you go and went and looked at the AWS dashboard, they it was the East region. So most likely, if you were you were on the east side of the United States playing like League of Legends, Dead by Daylight, PUBG, uh, Destiny 2, Valorant, uh, Clash of Clans, you would have possibly noticed issues with your connection and, and well, outages. So not only that, Brian, I had an issue. I couldn't turn my damn lights on. <laughs> because oh, it was yeah. also affecting so you because you would be going to the east coast i didn't notice anything wrong with anything of yeah i was i was having AWS an issue with related my, i was uh, using with my a word devices was, was not working i was even trying to buy something on the illustrious amazon site and nothing was loading and i was like what the hell's going huh. on here i tried turning my lights on and she told me sorry so um i'll tell you what brian guess what i'm getting for christmas yeah what a z-wave controller so that i can move away <laughs> from all from all of my amazon devices and go strictly yeah. to Z, z-wave here internally and not have to uh, deal with a cloud and can handle yeah, exactly things on and and off. that's and that's what i've kind of been moving to i mean you know that for me i got rid of all of my echo design devices don't say that word i have a i have a ba- i have a bag of them sitting oh, over well, there uh well, just okay. all I piled up those from you yeah, if you want any, I've got I've got the cubes, the HD ones, 4K, all of them. Wow. So, uh, but I'm just I don't I didn't want them in my house anymore personally. Uh, you know, because I've got just, four I listening devices in my house doing. and one in the office at work. See, and I don't have any more. I don't have other than my phone, which I mute all the other apps yeah, supposedly. I, yeah. I don't have any listening devices anymore in my home, and that was my thing. I just didn't want I didn't want that privacy. If you know, I want to choose what audio and video is going in and out of my house my house right? my this, choice is the audio and video i prefer to come in and out and that's about it yeah my property my choice exactly so <laughs> now i've got it to where it's it's all the my rokus <laughs> i have the they have a physical mute button on those little you know remotes so my house <laughs> is my temple my temple my choice that's what, that's what i'm yes that, that that's what i'm sticking with on this so it appears that everything is back <laughs> up and running um, but yeah, there was a pretty big outage this morning that affected a whole yep. bunch of stuff on the East Coast. And Brian, it appears, uh, doing a little bit more deeper diving into it this afternoon, it was likely related to DNS, as most of issues with the internet always are. A DNS misconfiguration yeah. cause all hell, causes all hell to break loose, and it uh, looks like it may have been a DNS issue affecting Amazon Web Services. I'm wondering, so there has got... okay. Never mind. I'm making a note for something we'll discuss later. Perfect. Because there's a, there's a perfect example of something we need to talk about, and I just don't want I don't want to talk about it right now. Well, here's All right, something. So let's go ahead. 
yeah, yeah. go ahead if you have something here's, you're ready to roll into yeah here's something else we need to talk about i don't want to lament on it too much because it's been we've mm-hmm. just beaten this horse beyond dead at this point it's just it's just at this point just blood and guts it's just there's nothing left to beat on the horse activision blizzard um this whole nonsense with trying to kick uh whatever the hell's name is out of the company all this mm-hmm. nonsense apparently all this terrible treatment they uh for people that might be new and maybe haven't listened in a few weeks they there's all these claims about you know uh, discrimination and things like that with inside the company they promoted a, yep. a a female to be the co-lead of the studio she had the job for yep. less than 60 days quit now the call is to um oust the ceo that has not worked so far he's pretty much told people to go f themselves and is continuing to hide and continue to to move forward with this but in the next couple of weeks when the video game awards happens activision yeah. will not be there apparently yeah which so you got to think no games, no of call of no call of duty yeah. presumably um you know there's talks about overwatch 2 and what that might look like something with maybe yeah. a diablo a, a world of warcraft on the on the blizzard side of it well, okay, Diablo Resurrected just released recently. So I you figure they would be, be wanting to talk about that or maybe talking about DLC that's coming out for it. I mean, there's just a lot of... Here's the statement it, from... And I really used to yeah, like this guy, this Greg this, this Greg uh, Keenly guy that had kind of put this back on after it essentially stopped. He's essentially kickstarted the Game Awards. He said in an yeah. interview with everybody's favorite newspaper, the Washington Post, you know, of course, owned and operated by uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, um, we want to support employees and developers, he said. We have to think very carefully about how we proceed here. Well, there are six major games scheduled for reveal, he confirmed that none of them, including Diablo 4 nor Overwatch 2, will be shown during this year's awards. So, and PH points nothing. out, like, BlizzCon, BlizzCon exists for that, but aren't they not they canceled doing Blizz- BlizzCon they this canceled year? They BlizzCon. canceled it until at least, then. then I think, like, in a year, they're going to do an online one or something. Yeah. But that like they so that whole company, both sides of it are not showing anything this year. I mean, as far as going out to these conventions, they're hiding. Now, the only I mean, thing what can they the, really do? That's I think this is the best thing they can do for the their employees, only, at least. The only thing that will be is that it's in if it's nominated for something, it will still be able to win. So, for example, Call of Duty is yeah. nominated for best esports game of the year and Call of Duty Warzone for best ongoing this year. Those will be able to be shown. Well, those won't be shown, but they could be. They they won't yeah. win, of course, just to you know really show the man and support developers or whatever nonsense he wants to claim. Um, yeah. But outside of that, there will be nothing Activision, nothing Blizzard at uh, the Game Awards. So continued fallout with that. But the CEO Bobby Kotnick is staying strong on it and says. I'm not going anywhere. And again, you look at the success of Activision and Blizzard over the past few years under his leadership, Ryan, and it's got to be hard for a board of investors who he's made a whole lot of money to kick him to the curb over essentially wokeness. And, you know, and things that that are that he can't be directly tied to for for the most part. They had that one voicemail thing. But other than that, it's things that have happened under his leadership. That doesn't mean that he had direct knowledge of these things, right? Well, and that again, maybe a bad infrastructure to where things don't reach the places they need to. 
but that's something that needs to be addressed and fixed. It, you know, it still doesn't necessarily mean that he's the problem. And see, and that's that's precisely the issue here, right? They think, you know, they're looking for their fall guy. That's the that, that yeah. know, that's the word to use. He's not willing the, to 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 fall on the sword for that. But not even that. It, even if he falls pissed. on the sword and they fire him and put some, you know, alphabet person, and I'm not talking about the Google company, put some alphabet person as the lead of the the the, the CEO of Activision Blizzard that fits and checks yeah. all of their boxes. The company structure is not going to change. The CEO yeah. doesn't. It's not going to fix really, everything. The CEO, it's not going to fix anything. The CEO has the, the CEO of a company this size has hardly anything to do. I would make the argument to Brian, nothing to do with day-to-day operations. That's why you have well, CTOs and CFOs yeah. and, and a management structure and a management period so that the CEO can focus on things that are very high level, board of directors and things of that nature. He is not in day-to-day operations at Act. I would be shocked if he's in day-to-day operations at Activision Blizzard. So they can fire well, him all and, they want, and then they can yell from the streets that we did it, we did it, we did it. They're still not going to get yeah. paid anything, and that's what they bitch and complain about. And there's still yep. going to be these issues because you've got thousands of employees that are continuing to work there, middle managers, and everything else. This will change not a damn thing besides yep. appease the woke mob on the left. Well, and then this past week. They let go of 12 Call of Duty QA testers. I'm and surprised they even had 12. Got, well, <laughs> that, <laughs> I play, and it that doesn't seem like it. Yeah, that got people really upset. And so now you've got at least three separate of their studios. All of the QA testers have walked out. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> I, if a game is not doing well, that means it doesn't have a budget, right? That means they're going to have to let people go because they're going to be cutting features and they're not going to be needing to test as much and develop as much because they're not viewing profit. If that's the way that they're going towards it, they're going to cut back. And I think with the current state of the company and everything else, I think right now they're thinking maybe we should cut back. At least that's what it's the thing, the indications of decisions they've been making are hinting at that. And I think that for here, this is a standard firing that they're making a big deal out of just to try to smear Activision Blizzard a little bit more. They want to keep them in the news. And this this is this group that's been staging all of these walkouts. That's two of the notices I put tweets in the in the show notes. Two of those are for from that kind of uh you know it's it's an employee. I don't I don't know if it's an actual union, but it's it's a uh it, it's the better you know, a workers alliance. Yeah it's an alliance. Uh, and they keep announcing all these walkouts and them, you know, boycotting this and that. So I just I think that it's frustrating for this, for them letting go 12 QA testers, especially after it's been released, when maybe during development you had more. That's very common, like them blowing this up should give you an idea of how much you probably should amplify a lot of the other news that's coming out and how serious it probably is. Because this is what they do. They take information and they amplify it this much. Well, look at all the rest of the news when you're looking at, oh, this how serious is this? Well, deamplify it about that much. And that's probably, you know, okay, 12 employees will let go, probably because the game is not if it's not as successful or they're cutting back and they don't need as many people. Well, I mean, all they're these, having three studios walk out for it because of yeah, that. Apparently, a whole bunch of people are going to walk out. And if that's the case, it seems like those are easy people to fire. I mean, you walk out of your job, you're yeah. not in a union, you're, you're terminated. I mean, if I walk out of my job, I'm I, yeah, terminated. this thing is really, if they want <laughs> if they want to start cleaning up this company, 
start, start firing, these firing employees that are not <laughs> that that are in dead weight if they are yeah. dead weight get rid of them if they're not sitting there bringing a positive thing to the company let them go it doesn't matter who they represent or what they are or who they are if they don't bring something of value to the company let them go i don't care who they are you don't have to assign any tags to them or names uh, and i and i think this is this is a perfect example of you know, changes have been implemented. A lot of things have been done. No matter how much you do, they will never be appeased. Correct. Precisely. So I think that that's what they realize. I, you know, I think the top level management has been letting these games go on under them so long that now it's like, oh, great. Look what, look what we've developed here because we wanted to embrace and seem so cool about all these things. Uh, now it's coming back to bite them. Um, look where most socialism and everything ends up in countries. It ends up with the, the main part of the uh, the people they consider the top half of the population dead. Uh, it doesn't yeah. usually end up well when you appease people that are screaming for wokeness, socialism, and, and communism. Which really, that if you look at the people that are saying this, these type of things for the most part, that's what they back. It's just it's it's crazy to me. So, not that this <laughs> discussion needs to go there. Um, the one thing that there was an article talking about how, you know, Ubisoft's management, they view that they've been making positive progress. They say that there's been um, improvement in some areas have been offset, you know, by inertia and lack of transparency and others, you know, is this person's opinion. But according to them, they're making strides and creating these committees, oversight committees, trying to make sure that something like this, because their goal in the management is to make sure that something like this never happens again. And, but the problem, the people that are looking to be appeased, that's not their goal. They don't care. I mean, I don't think they really care whether it happens again or not. No. I think that for them, they want to be upset about it because they get some benefit out of it. Yeah. I, I this, this can't, I don't see a, and I don't see an end solution to this. Bobby Kotnick, I don't believe is going to step down. He might be forced out by the shareholders. I don't believe he will step down. Um, and this is unsustainable. Yeah. I mean, no business well, can sustain this. So, and this is saying this, a better Ubisoft. I don't know who they are. It's the same um, thing. It's the same as the better Activision people. It's okay. It's, it's, well, it's the they, same. They made demands. So they said a hundred days ago, uh, and this was, this is about a month ago. So it, 130 days ago, they made a, they made uh, a list of demands. Oh, um, yeah. it, there were four d demands and they said not a single one of them has been met. And their demand was stop promoting and moving known offenders from studio to studio, team to team without repercussions. This cycle needs to end, whatever that means. We need a collective seat at the table to have a meaningful say in how Ubisoft as a company moves forward from here. They're saying they want to be the on the board. We? This group, they want to be yeah, on the board not, is what they're but saying. But it's not an entity. It's a, it's a group. It's not a, it's not an individual. I know. Exactly. The, the collective. <laughs> this is the idea of the collective. There's no. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay. Cross industry collaboration to agree on a set of ground rules and processes that all studios can use to handle these offenses in the future. So they want to unionize the entire video game industry. They want to cost it. Yeah. They, well, they want to have it to where they come up with a standard set of rules that everyone should follow. And then this collaboration must heavily involve employees in non-management positions and union representatives. That's what they want. They want union to come in and start restructuring. I, okay. I mean, honestly, Brian, at this point, I, 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 for the longest time, I was fighting back against this. But at this point, 
I'm kind of okay. Let's just let them take it over. These studios all How, suck anyway. They produce they'll, garbage they'll games. They'll all implode. That's what I'm the saying. Is Let's just implode. It's that's so, fine. Let it all let it all okay. burn to the ground, and then whoever is sane and has some sense whatsoever will come out of this and actually make games that people want to play. And Brian, maybe this goes into this conversation. I don't want to. I don't want to get too far off back, but it goes this conversation about Battlefield 2042. Um, yeah. This game is an absolute unmitigated dumpster fire, and yeah. when you're talking about these big studios, you know, for a period for a period of time, you would think, okay, well, with a game like Battlefield, with a publisher like EA, with a developer like Dice, mm-hmm. we're going to get a pretty damn good product. Now, it might not be everybody's yeah. cup of tea. But we'll get a good product. Well, Battlefield 2042 has not been that at all. It is it is a half-baked, unfinished game that they released, charged people $60 to $120 for the various editions and versions of the game. And yeah. that's as as things like this continue to go on, and Call of Duty is just as guilty of this with Call of Duty Vanguard. I watched a video yesterday, or this morning, I don't remember when it was, of the new patch that they just did. The explosives seem to be completely screwed up. People are getting lit on fire from across the map from explosives that ghost explosives that aren't there. I don't care about protecting these companies anymore, Brian. Not that I ever cared yeah. about protecting them, but they don't even produce good quality things. So if they so if these crazy individuals want to come in and change the whole platform and essentially because we know what the result of this will be, it will it will resulted in all of these companies crumbling and failing to exist. I'm honestly okay with it at this point. Allow developers, smaller developers, smaller studios that actually give a shit about the player base, which is you and I and everybody listening to this show, because it's obvious by the launch of Battlefield 42 that EA and DICE don't care at all about their player base, because if they cared about their player base, they wouldn't release have released such a crappy garbage game. I'm okay with it. I'm perfectly fine with it. If these big studios need to crumble, make way for people that actually care about their games. Let the woke mob think that they've got control, that they've got power and just let it all crumble. I don't, I just don't care anymore. These companies and studios that should be able to put out good quality products don't. So let them just fail, cease to exist. I just don't care. This industry sucks. This whole video game industry is a freaking disaster right now. It's a freaking nightmare. Everything that comes out from the most expensive studio to the guy building a video game in his mother's basement is laden with bugs, laden with issues, and it's excuse after excuse after excuse. The video game industry is in a complete and total freaking free fall right now. A free fall. Everything that comes out is hot garbage. Cyberpunk 2077 was hot garbage. Fallout 76 was hot garbage. Call of Duty Vanguard sucks. Battlefield 2042 is unfreaking playable. It's just unreal. So let all this stuff just cease to exist. I just don't care. Yeah. But in this, it's kind of like the whole, I don't know, people that read Atlas Shrugged. (laughs) It's the whole kind of concept. When when they just start coming and taking and, and making it to where you're losing out what was good, and you just kind of say, all right, you know, I give up on it. I'll come back after and rebuild it. Uh, and I think that for this, some of these companies are going to have to fail. They're going to have to realize that those kind of decisions, not everybody needs a bailout, right? 
those kind of decisions lead to these kind of consequences. And it will teach you that, okay, beware of doing these kind of things because that company is in such disarray that it's affecting their products. Pull up, there's a, I put an art station in the show notes that is the concept art for 2042. And this is supposed to be what the scenes look like. Um, and, you know, you can tell me, so that was a flood event that was supposed to happen in the game. Mm. Does, does anything look like that? Or, you know, there was supposed to be where a building explodes. Yeah, tor- yeah know, tornado gets, buildings. tornado rips through a building. No, I don't think so. And I was chatting does with- Does it, it uh, look like this at all? N- no, well, I've, I haven't played it. Uh, and I don't know, okay. and and I'm not going to because I, I the group that I play FPSs with, a couple of those guys play it. And Brian, it's so bad that not not as the game l- unplayable because it's laden with bugs. My buddy uh, yeah. Subdivisions, friend of the show, has got a thirty ninety maybe, uh, and yeah. just this new ball in computer he built, Ryzen nine, just the 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 creme de la creme of computers, constant crashing to desktop constant performance performance issues this guy's got the top of the line computer that anybody could have and the game for him is unplayable it's just a freaking disaster and again when the big studios that have the money have the resources have the time to publish this stuff can't do it and there's all these controversies i don't see what use they they have they're too fat and happy They're able to pump out garbage. But here's the biggest problem, Brian. Here's the biggest problem about it all. And it's you and I. We still buy this garbage. And that's exactly the issue. We buy this crap. We buy it. They spoon feed it to us like we're idiots. And we lap it up like a bunch of morons. Every single... We do. And I'm just as guilty yeah. of it as everybody else. I'm not trying to pass the blame, but we we we, we love it. We just love being spoon fed their bullshit, and then we complain. And then I sit here and complain about it like a moron. But and I think <laughs> I, personally, I think a lot of the issues we're seeing right now is because look at the various companies that are having issues. These are the big ones that have had all have like in-house engines. I think a lot of them have are getting behind because if you look at the engines that are out in development now, they're I think farther ahead than some of these internal engines, especially if you look at uh, Bethesda, you know, and their engines. I think that th- those things are starting to catch up with them where RTX and all these really advanced features have gotten released. I think they're struggling for those that have been trying to carry this engine along with them. I just think there's a lot of inefficiency as they get that big and then trying to carry so much old code and everything forward. I think the ones that are going to be successful are the ones that adopt a lot of these very mainstream tools that use like for instance unreal engine 5 or unity or something to where you focus on game making in the game all these companies have to focus on first on developing the engine developing it developing it far enough ahead to where it meets all the features that they want to have in years ahead it's very difficult to maintain an engine in these companies and have it be cutting edge all the time because it takes a lot of budget for uh, unreal reason they've been able to really focus so much money is because they have all of this Fortnite money yeah, tons of Fortnite money that they can pitch into the engine because they know if they keep pitching it in there while they have the Fortnite money and the Fortnite money still coming strong, that they can continue to build a product that then is going to pump them money later. It's an investment for them. And so, you know, these engines, I just think that we're going to hit a point where the monstrosity of, of, of game studios that are now far behind and then they're they're trying to do modern things in an engine that's not quite modern. 
I think they're really going to start crumbling and you're really going to start seeing their age. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that it's going to be more and more apparent. And I think that video games are getting released so fast now because everyone expects one a year of certain yep. uh, types yep. that they can't do it the old ways. They have to use all the modern tools to keep adapting because you can't wait for the engine to get you know fixed and modified up to be then start developing on that new technology. I just, the whole thing needs to be restructured. And I think because they've brought in all these other things into it, I think the whole thing's just come to a grinding halt. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's, it's now collapsing in on itself. Um, there's, do you want to talk about some, well, we're talking about engine things. Do you want to talk uh, a little bit about some things with Unreal Engine? And sure. For instance, Fortnite just released their chapter three and it is on Unreal Engine five. So this is the first, I think, major game that's fully released that's using Unreal Engine 5. And you got to think, they did this in like one patch, and it's been seamless. Pretty incredible that they were able to do that. And I haven't heard a single complaint, you know, about gameplay or anything. So um, there is, let, let's go ahead and play, they've got some videos um, while we discuss. So the first video, this is their Chapter 3 Season 1 character trailer. Uh, pay close attention to, I don't, I assume there's going to be a lot more detail. We'll see how it comes through here on the screen. Um, but this, you got to think going from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5, we should start seeing a lot more detail and things that that new engine can do that the old one had no chance of doing. All right, let's take a look. All right. All right. And the second one, if you just want to play that in the background, um, because that is, this is the chapter two finale. And if you want, you can kind of skip through it at different times, but this was their big event. It's 11 minutes. So it'd be interesting to play here because there's so many cool effects. Mainly I want to show some of the video effects that they do in this. Um, because at the end there's water and they've got, they've got just tons of, uh, of cool effects that they do with the world. So this is how season and, two and ended and how on. season three began. Yes. So this okay. is like the ending of season two of chapter uh, chapter two. So these are chapter two, uh, at the end of the finale, and then they started chapter three, season one. Hmm. And what they've gotten, they've really gotten down to mastering these huge worldwide events. I mean, look at that's happening over there. This is happening over here. Um, they're now going underground. It, this is during the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh and now it goes into some cutscene. I mean you can turn it up if you want, but it's it's just there's it's pretty cool how they transition there almost seamlessly to uh cutscene. Yeah. Alright, so here's actual players running around. Yeah, so then now they're back in. The new the new uh the new version has a totally new map. They've redone the whole thing. Uh, I, I, there's a whole bunch of new characters from what I understand. I haven't really dug into the characters and all the new skins and things. So it doesn't really matter. But the tech I'm, I'm more interested in. I, it's, you can see how they could easily here transition into a single player game if they wanted to. I mean, you know, the, like they're, I, I feel like they're implementing <laughs> things that, yeah, I, I feel like there's things that they are preparing to do in this. 
that we're just starting to see. And then, do you want to jump ahead here a little bit? Yeah. Because I think there's a boss fight. Yeah, here we go. Alright, so I think here now you get kind of a cut to... So here's, there you go. This is the new map? Pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh. It's like flipped, see? Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. It's I haven't gone in and played it. It, it looks pretty crazy. Um, ton of tech going on there. Like, well, it's going to so flip me, over, I think. And then the new map is on the, on the other side of that island. Let me ask you this. Watch, what? okay, wait, watch this water effect first. I don't know how much this is rendered in game. Usually they do rendered in game. Uh, but the the effect that they do on this is pretty incredible. So oh, if you're listening, down. yes. If you're listening, I encourage you to go pull up this video in the show notes uh, and play this because these visual effects are pretty cool. I, th I assume that this is something because of Unreal Engine 5 they're able to do. Well, hold on, it's not, it's, it's not here yet. I assume there's going to be a big swell that... Yeah, here it comes. Yeah, so it's creating waves. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's the huh. end of Chapter 2, and then it starts with Chapter 3. So let me ask you this about the change from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. They just did that, like... They just this put patch. an update and it was just a whole new it was just a whole new this, engine. This this update was the yeah, the new engine. Huh. So that I mean, it's pretty incredible. I it I haven't heard any major issues with the game. I, you know, I assume everything's running smoothly. Uh but it has been confirmed, and there was a tweet that confirmed it. Uh chapter three is has finally moved to Unreal Engine 5 because they did the delay it. They were gonna do it sooner, but there were some things then and they ended up delaying it. Interesting. So yeah, I mainly I that it was cool, you know, I'm sure if I'd go ahead and play Fortnite if you want to, but I thought the tech and I'm really interested in just going in and playing and seeing what I visually notice different between it all. Yeah, well, I'm if I had to guess, I'm say, I would guess that you probably won't see a big difference at all, Brian. I think that's kind of the whole, right? And and this is maybe Well, but not... visually they they have the ability to put a lot more detail on things. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about visual. I just mean like gameplay-wise, right? I think the goal with yeah. this would be the, I don't know how much behind the scenes work this took. I'm sure it was a lot, but the yeah. question is now: while Epic can pull this off, can a small indie studio running UE4 can they pull this off? Can they relatively easily switch over to Unreal yeah. Five, or do they essentially well, have to stop development on four, port it over to five, and then kind of retweak a whole bunch of stuff in the back end, and then continue to like? Do they have to put a hard stop on development? jump over to five I would like hope they'd season. have I'd hope they'd have some sort of a migration system because 
there's got to be parallels, right? For every function, everything that you do inside of Unreal Engine, there's got to be a parallel from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. Maybe all the pins don't connect up, but you could easily put in a deprecated object that has all the connectors and things for the visual elements of it, that has all of that to where it doesn't go away in place. But when you're doing the upgrade, you know you have to swap that piece out and you can easily jump and flip to all those. Uh, yeah. I don't know how they've done it. I haven't looked to see, you know, they, you can upgrade some things, but a big project like that, I would hope that they're going to create some tools to make that easier because it would be very difficult because there's so many changes. Um, you know, in a lot of it, the way they, I know how they've done it with version numbers. I just don't know. I haven't tried to open an Unreal Engine 4 project in Unreal Engine 5. I've only opened up Unreal Engine 5 projects in it. Interesting. So. But yeah. Um, all right. So that's yeah, pretty much Fortnite. And we're going to start seeing more and more Unreal Engine 5 games because there's a number that have been announced and we're starting to see come out, you know, at the beginning of next year. So I think that's going to become much more popular. And the, uh, the Arc 2, all of that's going to be Unreal Engine 5. We're going to have a lot of games next year, I think, that that use this. Yeah, I'm sure we'll start right. seeing that those announcements coming in, not sooner rather than later, but you'll start to see more and more and more. And then I guess once those some of those more established titles and studios move over to it, you might have yep. some of the smaller folks jump as well and I, th I think that there's going to be such a visual change once people start adapting to that super high resolution people are going to get accustomed to that and when they go back to something that doesn't have that it's going to i you're going to have to see all these other engines start figuring out a way to do that or something um, that looks like that no absolutely uh brian i want to talk about star citizen for a second we don't have any news in here about it but we did get a, we did talk about it a lot last week they had just announced what mm -hmm. 410 million dollars or something of that some copious amount of money um kenda langley on our youtube channel left a comment on last week's episode and said star citizen was all we showed the videos that, and uh, the commenter who i believe is a female uh or at least a, a guy with a female's username uh, says Star Citizen was all in-game gameplay. The trailer was just a showcase of the new features in the 3.15 patch. Main issue for the game right now is the 50-player server limit on a map that yeah. is the size of the solar system with planets and cities. Yeah. Not you so never run into anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, No Man's Sky. Uh, not so great performance. 30 FPS in cities is considered great. And bugs, oh my God, the bugs. That being said... Star Citizen ruined me. Other games are just toys now. Just some fair warning. Star Citizen is an actual is in an actual alpha state. It's not yet yeah. in the state for the general public because of the bugs and unfinished systems. If you can stomach some of the bugs, etc., then you will really, really, then you should really, really check it out. So there's from a, a viewer of the uh, listener of the show that obviously is a player of Star Citizen and sees yeah. a lot of but and and this is the kind of feedback that i love getting instead of just commenting and saying yeah. oh you guys don't know what you're talking about at star citizen the gameplay is good there's a lot of good things but also noting that there are some serious issues like 50 players on a server and terrible performance yep. so well and that's the thing is I, i'm not knocking star citizen but we what, just don't but it's what just, i but the thing that no. i was really knocking is the amount of time it's taking them to get out of alpha by the time they're out all these other video games are going to be able to catch up very quickly because the techs, the technology that they're building right now and spending so much money to try to achieve. Well, look, all these high detailed models and all this super cool looking stuff. 
Unreal Engine 5 now does that out of the box and you just, you could put your super high detailed models that you made, you know, and without having to do all the work, like the things that they're working on and, and making these giant cities that the tech of having them auto build and, and being able to go through those with having a ton of detail, like they're building all this tech, but it's taking them so long that other games are going to be able to come and mimic it more yeah. easily because the technology's right there alongside them. I think that's going to be, that's going to be their difficulty is to outpace the market because they're putting so many features and to try to make it so big and keep everybody appeased. I would love for it to be successful. My main thing is I don't want to be spending $500 to get a decent ship. That That is what people are saying, but you know what very could be easily once that game is released that you can earn all these ships. Cause I know you can buy ships with in-game currency, right? That you earn. So I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that it's going to be the worst thing I would. I love, very similar games elite dangerous uh i you know i love those type of space games where you feel like you're truly immersed in the situation the big downside of all those games has been when you get on the ground it doesn't feel like anything real you're up in space you feel like you're flying everything's cool everything's realistic i mean everything's this right distances <laughs> they do all that in detail but then the second you get down on a planet the thing falls apart and that's what happened you know with you know at least with the initial release of all the games uh, and I just think that that's going to be our problem. Um, if they can get over that and they can make a game that when I'm flying and then I land, it's kind of like, feels like star Wars or something that's, you know, you go down there and it feels like a world that's really happening. Kind of like what we were promised with uh, cyberpunk. That's what we were promised with cyberpunk was this alive world. And you look at the AI, they're saying the same thing every 10 minutes. Uh, you know, other studios have done that much better. Yeah, You know, if they can pull that off and do something more like what ends the space games, do what Rockstar does for GTA or they do for Red Dead Redemption, do that with that large amount of money you have. And I will be impressed. And I haven't gone in and played with it. I did an early, early test of the game. And so if they can achieve something on that level, because that seems to be what they're pushing it and claiming that they're going to be doing is putting out something that's that polished. Do it. If it if it's that polished, I will buy it. I will play yeah, it. Correct. Right. I'm not, I'm not against it, but I just so far for the amount of time that they spent and in, in alpha that they are for the amount of money they brought in and the way that they're doing their fundraising, I'm worried about once it goes to the full version of the game, how are they making their money? Do I still have to spend $400 for some ship or, you know, like, do, are they still, is that just for fundraising? You know, that's something I don't think they've really expressed. Do I need to wait or am I supposed to, am I going to be losing out if I don't buy the ships now? Like, that's the kind of stuff I'd like to hear. And I just, they don't talk about that. They keep talking about the tech, you know, yeah. and all these things they're building, but not about what the game's actually going to be like. Very true. Um, so appreciate so. that comment. If uh, you hear something on this show that is, uh, you, you have got a lot more experience or even if not, and you've got an opinion on it, dropping us a comment on YouTube is a great way to get in touch. You can throw a message in Discord, just tag Brian and myself. And if it's uh, relevant, we will bring it up on the next edition of the show. Speaking yeah. of uh, the uh, back and forth wars, Brian, we've talked a lot yeah. about how Microsoft has just gone full bore into yeah. uh, Game Pass and game streaming. And really for well, the, a period of time has have really kind of just left Sony in the dust. Yeah. And it seems that, well, I guess some say uh, better late than never. But Xbox or uh, PlayStation and Sony are now planning on a new service that is set to take on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, yeah. They've announced that the code the code name for it is Spartacus, 
and it will allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalog of modern and classic games. Uh, the offering will likely be available on the PlayStation 4, which has got more than 116 million units in sale, and the PlayStation 5, which, of course, due to supply chain issues, a whole lot of people don't have their uh, you know, fingers on yet. It's expected yeah. to launch sometime in the spring, and it will merge Sony's two existing subscription plans, which they have, which is bizarre. They've got PlayStation yeah. Plus and PlayStation Now. PlayStation Plus is the yeah. equivalent to Xbox Live Gold, which is where you're paying to be able to connect and play service. online games. Yep, and they'll give you a is, free game every once in a, you know, like once or twice a month, they'll get, or one or two games per month. And then PlayStation Now is a streaming service, uh, or it allows you to download, but it's pretty much limited to older uh, titles. It's yeah. not very. It's not much like. It's not like it was getting passes. a lot of like the PlayStation three PlayStation two style games. Cause they were running Which is in cool. old hardware and everything. So you could still play them on these new consoles. And that's exactly what Xbox is doing too. I mean, if you look, they have emulated all their past games and now they can do them through the streaming service, regardless of what hardware you use. So they, I think that's kind of the new way to go. Um, one thing that I saw an article a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about Xbox is all about people archiving these games, maintaining ways, for people to play these old games, emulators, all of that, because you lose all that. Now, PlayStation or Xbox said that, you know, we don't need to worry about that because we are pretty much building that ourselves. We're maintaining backwards compatibility through the years by making this a service and keeping all these games there and making sure they always work into the future, right? That's how they've solved it. Um, and it locks people into their service. I mean, it's the perfect uh, little thing that they, they do. The, PlayStation Plus, they give away games. Uh, if you look at what Xbox does, they, when you desubscribe, you don't have anything. Like they don't really lose out on anything. So I, I think that you know they're, I, these guys are going to have to flush out all of their how their plans work, what works and what doesn't, because you know having competition finally for one against yes. the other. We'll see how uh, X Microsoft changes their plans too. Well, so here's here's the million dollar question. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we don't really have all of the details. Um, yeah. but does, does Sony have a, the technology, but outside of that, Brian, you know, even if the technology is great, do they have the catalog that Microsoft has gotten with them yeah. acquiring Bethesda and getting these big titles is Sony yeah. going to be, I don't care if the technology could be 10 times better than Microsoft at the end of the day, the consumer is going to look and say, I've got option A or option B. Option A is yep. Microsoft. It's $15 a month. Option B is Sony. It's $15 a month. Which one has more games that I want to play? That's what it's going to come because down I, to. At the end of the day, Because I don't think it's going it to be an Xbox PlayStation thing anymore, right? It, it, because the, the Xbox seems to be becoming more and more relevant. Phil Spencer said in, in a recent quote, he said he spends zero energy on console wars. I think that they have finally have gotten a, a game plan out of the physical hardware market like that. I don't, I think they're getting away and it's going to be through services like this because their perfect excuse is look at the hardware supply shortage, right? Yeah. They can't build well, these things. So they're, they've created all this other infrastructure. And if they can get people on subscriptions, they make way more money than they ever did on, on those consoles, which they were losing money on. And eventually you'll they're see the Xbox in the they PlayStation 
will end up being devices that look like Roku's or Apple TV's or Fire TV's, just these little boxes yep. that, that are doing that. But I, I guess, Brian, my, my question is what this comes down to is what the, the player at the, at the end of the day, you as the consumer mm-hmm. are going to decide which one is a better bang for my buck. And I'm not sure that Sony has the catalog to do that. Now, they do have some very popular IPs, Crash Bandicoot, yep. Ratchet and Clank. They've got, but a lot of those series and IPs, Brian, are old, dilapidated, yep. and they're not doing anything with them. And I'm yep. sorry, but I'm not going to pay $15 a month in a subscription service to play a PlayStation 2 game. I've got a PlayStation 2. If I want to play Crash Bandicoot yep. or Ratchet and Clank, I'm going to throw the disc in there. It's free because I already own it. Yep. So while, yes, there is some there is something to the nostalgia factor and being able to play the old things, what people really want is the new stuff. In case in point, Halo yeah. Infinite comes out tomorrow, I think. The, you know, the yeah. much-anticipated new Halo game, which looks phenomenal, by the way. It's on Game Pass day one. Yeah, and so you, you can play it free. Well, we go under your subscription. Yeah, but, but you're paying it for free. Netflix yeah. free, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so you, you get you get to play it, right? And then that's the beauty. They have such a strong catalog because they have they have major studios now of games that people want to play, and they can just include them on their service. Uh, this, what, what another th- our, uh, we can cross cross reference this article. Steam um, has been making changes, or Chrome OS ninety eight has been making a bunch of changes for allowing Steam gaming on Chromebooks. So that you can use that, you can use the streaming service that Steam is going to offer to be able to play games on Chromebooks. Same thing with Microsoft, their emulator. You, I'm sure that there will be a point where you're going to be able to play that on a Chromebook. It's, it's more like a mobile phone. So we'll see at what point they just create the thing for it. But they can, right? I just, I think all of these are going to go to just let people play on whatever they want, and you're, give, you're just purchasing access to the game. I just really think that that's the way this is going and that the hardware market and these individual, this plays on this console, it's going to be more of a subscription service. And I think if we want a really good idea of how it'll play out in the end, just look at what's happened with the video market and Netflix. I mean, that's it's pretty a very much good... exactly how I think it's going to play out. Well, that's a, that's a very good point. I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, you know, looking at what this is in the future, look at what, look at, look at what the video market just went through now, obviously, there mm-hmm. are a little bit. There are some differences, of course, between watching content on Netflix or Amazon and playing yep. and streaming a video game or having a device where you. Because you know, the other thing with Xbox Game Pass, and I presume this PlayStation thing, Brian, is all. But you do also need some hardware because these services also yep. allow you to download the game. So yep. it's you know. The streaming, I think, will get there, but for a period of time, like where we are right now, you're still going to need a device that can render a game as if you were inserting a disc. Um, so I now, okay, I I did that service because they have that service on my Xbox. I did it on the brand new one, and I played a game because I was just like, I wanted to try this game, but I didn't want to download the whole thing, and they just allowed you to play it. So I launched it. Thing just runs perfect. I oh, mean, I'm it sure feels it does, yeah. like it's it feels like there's no delay. Now I wasn't playing a super fast paced game and something with high precision to where I'd really notice, but Microsoft really has that tech down to an incredible level. And I was, well, I was very impressed at how smooth it didn't feel. I've played PlayStation's version of that. Now this was years ago uh, with PS now, but it was no, nowhere near smooth in comparison. 
you know, they, I think the technology has finally caught up to where you can do something like that to where five years ago, it's just, you know, they were trying to force it, but the internet connections and the server, everything was just not at a point to be able to do it. I think now we're at a place where we're going to see a major transition to services like this, just like how many people go and buy movies anymore. They don't. Very few. Only people that are fans of that genre, that, that movie collection, right? That whatever uh, company or a line of movies. I think you're going to get the exact same place in video games because you don't need to buy video games. And the problem is the video games that aren't on that service, it's going to be difficult for any of those to get noticed anymore because how many shows outside of Netflix get noticed majorly? You know, I mean, the, the way that they do. It's very difficult on these other services because, you know, people aren't where those movies are as much. I think that we're going to get to a point where you either on the game passes for whatever service you are. And I think eventually it will be just like Netflix where it gets down to one. You'll have a couple competitors, you know, PlayStation can be HBO or Disney plus, you know, they are those, but I think Xbox is going to be the prime one. And the others are going to start putting their movies, you know, and, and letting them play them under there. And they're going to become just studios. I think the whole hardware thing is eventually going to go out the door. Yeah. And, and, and it absolutely will. And, and I think as we've talked about before, Microsoft with their um, Azure and cloud computing mm -hmm. backend gives them such an advantage over Sony. Well, okay, PlayStation is using Azure. PlayStation's they, working with Microsoft, and they're oh, using their their infrastructure. So I yeah. mean, well, they're really, using PlayStation the is not in a good spot. I, they're not. Know, I mean, and, imagine if 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 Microsoft didn't see a value in that and really wanted to be jerks to them like some of these other companies are to each other. I mean, you know, just look at Apple and, and Epic. I mean, if they want to yeah. be jerks to each other, they can. They, you know, these guys are playing along very well and saying, all right, yeah, you can use our infrastructure. Well, of course, it's two different yeah, we companies. Can, we we can mean, tell you no, you know, yeah, and then, well, well, but they, still owned by Microsoft. Yeah, true, true. Um, but I just think with their, you know, what you, what you and I have access to with Azure as a, purchaser mm -hmm. versus what microsoft internally yeah. can do with azure and specifically add features to azure to accomplish what they want that's that advantage that again unless sony's rolling their own cloud which as you just indicated they're not they're either going you know they're yeah. using azure but the option was either uh, the option was either azure or aws i would i would guess are the, the only two that they would even be able to look at um yeah between and they're both the competitors. tech side of it. I mean, they're both competing competitors and studio and everything yeah. else. Because you've got Amazon now who has a studio and is releasing all these games. And, and you've got Microsoft doing the same thing. And they both hold the main server infrastructure for the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, and then there's PlayStation saying, hey, can I be a part of this too? Well, and here's you the know, thing. Just my, my, mind, my mind is open with it. I'm hopeful that sony can do something competitive because as i've said in the past while i guess i am a huge xbox and microsoft fanboy when it comes to that stuff if sony can put the heat on microsoft i as a consumer i'm probably going to get lower prices and a better product so i'm all yeah. for sony coming in i'm just not sure that they've got and when i say they don't have what it takes i'm not saying because they're incompetent or they're stupid or anything like that I'm Brian, I'm just not sure they have the enticing game catalog and library that yeah. Microsoft has. And I will stand by this statement. Microsoft's yeah. acquisition of Bethesda, I think, was the end of Sony's competition in this. Because as much as you yeah. want to say about Fallout 76 and everything else, 
Bethesda has got those not having Skyrim games. The, exactly. The, you know, all the, those are the not those, having all these Skyrim, new major titles. Skyrim has been played at nauseum for the last twelve years by yep. people. Video games are not played for twelve years. Yep, it just doesn't happen. So, and exactly, and that is something that for them is they keep pulling one at a time or making it to where there's no, you know, not having competition as far as they're on both. I just, I think that this is going to become worse and worse. Um, and, and on here, if you, I mean, if you look at these services, Nintendo does the exact same thing because Nintendo on their switch, they have all the old games now as part of the subscription service. Yeah. Um, and also I saw it's not, it, there's a rumor going around about Nintendo and that they are going to start releasing some of their Mario games on PC, which tells hmm. me most likely because they've been doing all these things of putting things on the Switch, which uses more of a PC infrastructure and you know, like Unreal Engine works in it perfectly. Um, I have a feeling that they're adapting all their old Mario games and everything to run at more of a hardware level on these devices. And so they're going to also be releasing it on PC because if you're releasing it on Switch, why not? You know, I mean, exactly. you're already there. Um, so I, I just think we're going to be seeing some interesting things coming out of, I don't know, other than switches and devices like that, how much are we going to, more are we going to see out of Nintendo? You know, like with the actual something you hook up to your TV. I just, um, I think that these companies are changing a lot. I think it's going to be interesting to see where they go. They are, but Nintendo is such a wild card, Brian. They can be light years behind like they were with the Nintendo Wii and it was one of the best selling consoles ever. So predicting... Predicting on yeah. Nintendo is like, uh, I mean, you practically need a time machine to to go forward and figure out what they're doing and then come back because they're just a total wild card. They don't follow, they don't follow the trends of the industry. They do their own they thing. They can do what they want. And, yeah. oh, and they can because they've got so many. You talk about, we were just talking about how Microsoft has iconic IPs. I mean, Nintendo yep. owns the uh, literally owns the retro IP market, and there's so much that they can do with that stuff. It's just yeah. it's forever. Everybody knows what well, Mario I, is. It doesn't matter. And I and I enjoyed like I have to. I've got consoles for Nintendo out in the garage, um, and I really enjoyed playing some of the, even the more modern Mario games that they put out. You know, the more complexity to them. They were a lot of fun to play, uh, but. I don't want to go out and hook up those consoles to play those games. They need to provide other ways because their hardware's never up other than the switch, which isn't really that type of a game. I don't like playing the Mario two player on a switch. I want to hook it yeah. up to the TV, you know, and play like that. I just don't think, you know, they're not going to get there. I, I they're never going to release a piece of hardware. I think that's modern enough unless they make major changes in how they've done things in the past. And maybe the switch was the beginning of that, but I haven't seen any hint that they're going to do anything else. So maybe they're not going to make, any more consoles and maybe they'll start releasing console games under the other devices which i think is just as smart for them if they're not making money off of because they own uh mario no one else is going to be making mario only they can make it why not release it everywhere and make money off of, of, of the games which is their bread and butter precisely all right brian so. uh we are running out of time uh is there anything yes. else that we need to cover before we get out of here real quick um nope i think uh everything else we can we can catch next time. If you want to find me, you can get me at Brian Aldridge and Gavin Parlor. Of course, my blog, biteoftech.com. And then if you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com and go to the right-hand side, we have a link to join our server on Discord. And if you do that, there's a channel where you can submit news topics to us. So if there's something you think we should be covering, for instance, like the comment uh, that was left on our YouTube channel, if you don't want to leave it on YouTube, you can always jump into our Discord, leave it in there, or uh, post a link in there, and we will review it. 
if you want to catch the video forms of the podcast, get that to Twitch, YouTube, uh, BitChute, and Live, And then we have our pre and post shows on some of the extras channel. Uh, we have our audio versions at the lower right, and those have uh, various apps and mobile applications, uh, web-based applications, a lot of ways to listen to the show if you would like to. And if you are, I encourage you really, especially for this show, because there's some really cool videos that we referenced that we only played partial of the video. So go to the show note for the particular episode that you're listening to, and we'll have links to videos and, and articles and everything that you need to reference if you want to get a full background on what we're discussing. Uh, and especially today, because some of those videos showed a lot of game content yeah. you know we fast forward through a lot of it but there was a lot of cool stuff in those so uh if you want to go check that out do that if you want to support us go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support we got prime gaming subs humble bundle all kinds of different things you can do so i want to uh thank our friend green man cartoon for hitting us up with the 46 month resubscription here on twitch green man thank you very much it is greatly appreciated um yep. all right brian as always Thank you very much, and uh, we will yep, see you, you uh, next week. By the way, for all of our uh, listeners around Christmas time, we're going to be on our normal schedule, at least for the foreseeable future as we head into the new year. So uh, we'll continue with that. We're going to do a special Christmas edition show. We're going to be talking about uh, blockchain and things of that nature in relation to video games and the gaming industry as a whole. So if you see any yep. blockchain gaming thing, and there have been a couple of stories over the past week, the reason we haven't talked about them is we're going to do a full show, and it might even be longer than an hour. Who knows how long it'll be? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just talk about that as a as a full topic on a show coming up, and we'll deconstruct and talk about that stuff. Um, so we'll have that coming up in the next couple of weeks. Brian, as always, thank you very much. It is greatly appreciated, yep, and we you. will see you uh, next Tuesday. Talk to you then. Thank you. All righty, folks. Well, if you want to check, oh, I guess my camera got moved. Look, you can see my whole monitor here. I mean, that's not very professional. Um, if you want to uh, follow me and check out my daily political antics, you can check out the Wilmington's Morning News podcast. Details and all that are on my website, nickcraig.com. If you missed any portion of this show, you can head on over to our website, infectionpodcast.com. Download the uh, podcast, check out the show notes, videos, pictures, all that fun stuff. It's on our website, infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.